Alright, boys. Z Clay hit him with it. We are back. Episode 85. Oh, what was that? Oh, you know I got some music for it. There it is. He said episode 85. The boys are vibing. Uh, we got a guest for you tonight. We've seen him. Uh, I saw him on ESPN several years ago. We got him on. But first as always, I'm Casey, that's Zach, and that's Brady, and uh, we're here for the BSG Podcast, presented by our friends over at Moon Golf. If you haven't heard about Moon Golf already, I don't know where you've been hiding on your rock at. Honestly, uh, we talk about it every episode at this point. Uh, they are our main sponsor, and uh, they're literally while we're here doing this podcast right now. So uh, they have three locations in the southeast, uh, one here nearby in Auburn, uh, another two others in florida um so if you live in florida go check them out if you live anywhere in the east alabama west georgia area come down to auburn check out their uh, location see all the goodies that they have they have all of the new equipment for 2024 in store for you to try out to get fitted and uh i mean literally endless selection of clubs and gear that's why we love them you know i walked out next week for some fitting i saw some pants um, SM10s are out. I got the email from Vokey today, so I'm booking my trip. Walked out of Target the other weekend, and I looked down at Dick's, and I was like, I don't remember the last time I stepped foot in Dick's Sporting Goods, because I don't have to anymore, because Moon Golf Thankfully. has a way better selection. Thankfully, yeah. I'm so tired of used to going in there and like trying to see a club, and you got people back there just goofing off, and nobody's caring. I'm like, bro, I'm glad I'm at Moon Golf, so... Shout out to Ann and Dan Moon over at Moon Golf. This episode, Frank Wendell Jr., the man Z-Rock did it again, booked us another guest. Uh, we got him coming on right now. So you so you're from you're from Alabama or you're saying you wanna you went to Birmingham for a little while or what? Okay. Um so I'm originally from South Florida, but I grew up um, 16, 17 years of my life in South Georgia, which is where I currently live now. Okay. And I played college golf at a school in middle Georgia. And then I transferred from that school to um, a D2 school in Birmingham. And okay. I actually um, finished my college career last sp- or last fall or no, last spring in uh, Birmingham. Did you go to Southern? No, I uh, played at an HBCU called Miles College, but we did practice. Oh, Miles, okay. We I started at um, I started school at UAB. I just finished at uh, Alabama, so I'm familiar with all the Sweet. all of Birmingham. Zach was in yep. school for about eight years. It feels like <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. It feels like it was. He went. He I got so married. You went to UAB I for moved. a little bit, right? What you went to UAB first, right? And then transferred over to Alabama. Yeah, I started at UAB, right. and then once uh, Joni and I got engaged, I moved back home, and I was like, "Well, if I got to finish school online, I said, let it be crimson." <laughs> yeah, right. and, I mean, and I, I, that do have done that. They've they've started at UAB and finished their education at at UA. Um, so I've I've got I got a couple buddies that have done that. And uh, I just love the way that UAB's campus intertwines with the city. And yeah, um, same. I love that. <clears throat> so we took 
my, I have two boys and we went to go see dude perfect in Birmingham and we went, uh, over to the UAB campus and rode around and it was so nice. And then we, the next, that same weekend we had to go to Tuscaloosa for a baseball tournament and like the university at Tuscaloosa in Alabama is nice, but around it is kind of, it's not as good as UAB Out, outside of the is, campus. There's nothing. Yeah. Oh, nothing. No. I don't know. Uh, Statesboro, Georgia, where Georgia Southern is, it's a lot oh, yeah. like that. Just uh, uh, a college town, and the, the university is what draws the kids there. That's yeah. that's. Yep. <laughs> oh man, that's the only thing about Alabama. Like we would never, if we were going to move, Birmingham's an option. Tuscaloosa isn't, just because there's nothing in the city. Mm-hmm. We love right. Birmingham with all the coffee and like the walkability of Homewood and stuff. But once you get to Tuscaloosa, like you have downtown to the school, and then that's it. I love Mountain Brook. I um I worked at oh, yeah. um club in the Country Club of Birmingham for a while, and I I really loved. I think that Birmingham has an underrated golf scene. You got Shoal Creek there, uh, Country Club Birmingham, Mountain Brook Country Club, and you got the RTJs. Um, yeah. I was to practice uh, the school that I pra- I was at. We, we utilized the RTJ practice facilities, and um, that was an amazing experience. We have a – so Moon Golf, the, our sponsor for the podcast, um, she she played at Auburn, uh, but she's from Birmingham, so we're setting up a match against her because we're not all very good, so we're going to scramble against her. But uh, she's wanting to get us, I think – is it the Country Club of Birmingham? She's member somewhere up there. Is that right, Zach? And she's yeah, to get us somewhere like that. I'm sure she could pick yeah. any of them. We were going to do it down here in Auburn, but she was like, no, no, we got to go to Birmingham and get on a super nice course. Uh, and if it's going to be the Country Club of Birmingham, ask her if it's the East or West course because the West course, man, top, top five hardest golf course I've ever played. I mean – they could hold a U.S. Open there, and and they, they got several par fours on the front that are 480. If you play it tipped out, mm-hmm. um, very difficult golf course. The East is shorter but old school tight. It's great layout though. I, I enjoyed those playing those courses. And just so we introduce, right? It's Wyndham. Is that the correct last name? Wyndham. You're the first. You're the first person to get it right. <laughs> oh, you know, we we try over here. Um, we'll Brady should be hopping on in a minute, but we'll probably use all this because in the pod because it's interesting. But we'll jump into it if you're good with it. Yeah, let's do uh, it, man. We're just gonna keep kind of talking like we were, but I'll just introduce. Uh, we have Fred Wyndham Jr. on the pod tonight. Um, I'll kind of set up real quick. Uh, interesting. I remember several months maybe in last sometime early last year i don't know when the clip happened but seeing you on uh espn or sport their tick i mean their instagram because they share everything and i was like look at this dude look at these look at these divot lines and uh i remember seeing it and it going viral on like pages and then nothing happened and then uh (laughs) recently you commented on one of our things and i went to your page i was like i sent it then i said yo i saw this dude on espn not too long ago Oh yeah, um, and so then Zach yep. called up with that message and need you on the pod. So yeah, uh, I'm I'm the reach out guy. I'm gonna yeah. reach out to anyone possible because everybody's trying to grow. So yeah, oh, yeah. well, so I, I guess first, I'll oh, go ahead. They thank you guys um, for. I'm very grateful for you guys to you know send me the invitation. 
want to be on your podcast. And I really greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, my first question is, did you think that post would go? Were you really out there that long grinding that hard? First question, I guess I'll go back yeah. to that. I was still, um, that was the season before my last uh, season. What you saw there, that, gosh, just how do I start this? That's, I didn't think it would, to answer your question, I didn't think it would blow up because I've been doing yeah. that for years. I've been doing that since yeah. I was young and I started, um, that wasn't anything new. So for me, my buddy, um, good friend of mine, Britton, he was now my ex teammate. Um, he's like, man, you know, we should pull the phone out and video this. And at that time I was, <laughs> it's the first time in my life I was growing my hair out. And mm-hmm. that summer I had, I'm a big eighties, um, hair metal, glam metal guys. So I was influenced greatly by Bon Jovi and guys like that. So I was like, I just put man on to stop the sweat because I, I would hit balls till I'd be pouring sweat. And yeah. uh, I still do to this day. And so I had the headband on. And he's like, dude, you got a killer look right now. And I'm like, really? <laughs> and so he pulls the phone out and he starts recording it. And I didn't think any of it. I had just downloaded TikTok. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was trying when... And that was, I remember I was going into Walmart and I was on the phone with my, my old friends and I, I would, I would refresh the page it'd go up 20,000 views. I'm like, Jesus Lord. Jeez. And it, things <laughs> kind of kicked off for me. The next thing I know, body armors commenting on stuff. I don't even have Twitter that, that video got over a million views on Twitter. Um, Trackman, Top Trace, or a bunch of these accounts started picking up the video, and they would send me the end. Like ESPN hit me up and asked yeah. me if it was my content, and that was just so weird. Those couple days, and then I've had many of them blow up since. But it's just, I don't know. I I, I guess it's people don't see that very often. And yeah, the grind. I, that, but that's what I'm, I'm heavily influenced by Mo Norman and Ben Hogan and Lee Trevino and. For them, it was just you get it out of the dirt, and that's something that I'm trying to spread through the game of golf. Um, and along with a, a big theory that I have on the game, and it's like people—they're not used to seeing a young man do that, I guess. And so for me, it's like mm-hmm. to me, get as many balls as I can with hard focus, and that's what's helped me become really good. And um, it just so happened that those guys used to do that now that you don't see that anymore favorite favorite comment on there was somebody said buddy's been on the range since nom oh yeah. <laughs> he's just been out there <laughs> working it out that was my favorite comment on that video oh god yes i there god people uh, are still but there's so many that i i just lose track like you know yeah. i'd have to see it in my inbox and click on it to even find it so it's so you do you tell your coach from that point forward you have to wear the headband every time you golf now? Oh my God, my yes, my head coach, I love him, Leonard Smoot. He um, been in the military. He was a Marine for I think twenty three years. So when he saw me come in with this long hair, looking like I'm from Bon Jovi or Van Halen, and he was like, "Nah, man," and I'm like, "That's just me, you know. <laughs> That's who I am." <laughs> And uh, shout out to Brian Bros. They commented on too. This was all the way back in 2022. I saw the Brian Bros. We've got a little bit of a relationship with them. We we went and played in their tournament and got to meet them and whatnot. So, um, I mean, we're not close, but 
they're cool guys. And for them to rec anytime they recognize anything you do, I'm like, Oh, this is neat. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, and when I saw that, I kind of freaked out because I remember Wesley Bryan, when I was starting out in golf, um, and brother, they grinded out, man. And I think his brother, he, he just went through Q school. I don't know if he made it through or not, but good guys. They, I've never met them in person, but they seem like genuine people. And yeah. I can get down. <laughs> um, did anything anything change for you after that clip, or did it kind of it kind of go back to normal, uh, or, or what? No, it's um, for me, it's a lot a lot of. I guess I don't know if this is the typical way TikTok does things, but a lot of clothing brands started reaching out to me. A lot of uh, other companies started reaching out to me, and um, when I would go through the city of Birmingham, I would be with my team qualifying or I'd be on a range and people would then start coming up to me and asking me if this is real. And there have been many people who didn't believe that I was out there, that those are my divot lines. And then they would sit and watch me hit balls and find out that I was really doing that. And, um, everywhere that I've moved, I do the same. It's just who I am and mm -hmm. I'll post a video and it'll blow up. And then, you know, other people from that golf course to see it. And they'll be like, Oh man, I saw you on ESPN or I saw you on top tracer. Yeah. I saw you on this. And, and then it's just, so yeah, it, it's changed quite a bit for me in some, some ways. Are you still golfing now a lot or. I, God's blessed me. I, I, I am trying to, you know, I want to play one more year amateur golf before I turn pro in 2025. Um, mm -hmm. and you know, I, I've got my golf swing about where I believe it needs to be to compete at the professional level. And it's just at this point now, I need to be playing. And I think it was Nick Dunlap that was saying the higher amateur events have really prepared him for the stage on the PGA Tour and things of that nature. And obviously, thank God he won yesterday. But it's that same kind of thing. You get into the fire and upper tier amateur events, you learn. Yeah. And, um, you know, I have a background in psychology. I studied psychology at, in, in college. So I understand the way that the mind works in a lot of ways. And I understand how to, how that operates within myself. So it's like, I want to take a year and just play solid upper amateur golf and then turn pro next year. And, uh, I've seen some, uh, amateur tournaments oh, this, this year, Brady, we aren't got you? them on the calendar. Hey, uh, Fred, I'm sorry for jumping in late, but uh, what, what's your schedule? I wanted to like, ask uh, what was um, maybe like one of your uh, favorite moments uh, in college golf. I think you were you in there a couple years, two or three years playing college golf. Is that right? Yeah. I don't know if you were on, I think you hopped on after I'd said this, but okay. I played two years at a school in middle Georgia and then transferred to uh, uh, Miles College where I finished my last I was a sophomore when COVID hit, so I got awarded um, an extra year eligibility. So I played for five years. And your yeah, question like, was, what was my any, favorite like, moment? Really, things that like stood out to you? Did you mm -hmm. have um, kind of like a special place that you played golf at while you were there? Like a really low score that you had? I still have uh, my team's low round of sixty. Four at um, oh, Roebuck Municipal Golf Course in Birmingham. Yeah, a par 71. I shot 
64 there or 63 one of the two i think it was 64 and um it was that moment because there were so many i wouldn't say my uh there were a lot of people in the area that and i had always told growing up quantity or quality over quantity well when i was younger and i kept hearing that they're like man you beat balls too many golf balls on the range and i was like hold on every you have these two sides that are butting heads but what would happen if i took quality and quantity and combine it together well then that's when you get years like you start you start getting better way quicker and you start picking up months and years on other players when you combine the high quality and the high quantity together so that's what i always um in my background in in psychology and, and, and my study of the mind allowed me to be able to bring that high quality in because it's easy to bring high quantity but have high quality. And um, at that time, it had proved what I had was saying was true, that if you hit lots of golf balls and you move dirt, um, you move dirt and you just practice your tail off, that you can get these scores. And that you don't need to see a high swing coach, a high dollar swing coach. You don't have to have track, man. You can take the old school route. And, um, you know, I, uh, my, my teammates would say, man, we got close <laughs> to your record the other day and we didn't get there. And I was like, oh. I hate it for you, brother. I, I wasn't gonna let off the gas. <laughs> what, what's your uh, what's your swing thought with your your paws at the top? Is it just something you started doing, or have you always done that? So um, when I started playing golf, Hideki Matsuyama, um, I want to say you would have to double check me on this, but I started playing golf in 2014. I think about that year he won the Memorial for the first time, and I remember seeing this guy. I'm a guy that goes against the grain. You know, I don't want to be like anybody else, but I saw this this really cool Japanese guy hitting golf balls, and he would get to the top and really stop and then come back down. And it, it clicked in my mind because I, I, I was talking about this with somebody the other day, but um, I always view the golf swing in two pieces, not one motion, but a two-piece golf swing that you get it to the top, that's your first piece, and you set your position, and then the second piece is down. And um, it just influenced me. And when I started doing that at a young age, I um, started getting better than a lot of people in high school really quick because I started later. And uh, I picked up ground on a lot of people doing that. So it's just something that I learned from Hideki at a very young age. And um, it's worked for me in high school golf, college golf, and now amateur golf. But um, – you don't see it very often, but you look at guys like Cameron Young, right? I mean, look at that guy, you know, yeah. if you go look at, right, right. If you go look at some of my videos, you will see some comments in there where they're like, oh, well, you're losing power. Well, Cameron yeah. Young shuts that yeah. whole theory down. I mean, you look at his ball speed. I think it's 182 consistently pausing mm -hmm. at the top. So there's no loss of power here. It's just about ball striking. What, what was um, the theory you mentioned to me you wanted to discuss? Well, I call it the grain regulation theory. Um, it's one of the in your TikTok bio. I've been on a couple podcasts talking about this. Um, I one of the biggest blessings God has blessed me with was this: was that when I was growing up, it, it used to be taught, and it still is to this day. Short game, short game, short. Game. And I, when I was in, 
you know, they used to preach, just shoot 75. If you shoot 75, we're good. Just, just stay right there at two, three over par. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. I got dreams of winning majors. Three over par isn't going to cut it. So I was like, there's got to be a better, better way. And then it, it, one day it dawned on me. It was like, well, ball striking leads to more greens. And when you hit more greens, you make more birdies. It doesn't matter about short game. See, I, I would see coaches tell kids, you're going to hit a bad shot before you even tee it up. Like, you're, you're going to hit bad shots. That's a load of bull. It's about how much work you put in. If you practice enough, you can hit perfect shots over and over and over again. And, and, and the game's taught from the aspect of missing the golf ball. It's the complete opposite. It's about see to a spot, hit to a spot. Mo Norman talked about um, hit to a defined target area. And that defined target area can be 30 feet or it can be two feet. Mm-hmm. But I always looked at it like, how do I eliminate the misses? So I was like, okay, when I hit a bad shot, what, what did that source from? That sourced from a miss hit. So if I go to the range and I really practice and grind on my ball striking, I'm going to hit more greens. It's easy to hit. It's easy to make par if you're hitting a green in regulation because yeah. all you have to do is two putt. And, you're, and it's about maximizing your opportunities. So I went back and I did the statistics, and it's if we were to look at the, the negative first of this, if I hit a green in regulation, I don't make birdie, I have an easy par. If I make birdie and the other guy misses the green, what's he limited to? He's limited to making par. Because if I was to look at all three of you and say, okay, let's toss out two balls. I'm going to have you putt one, and I'm going to have you chip one. You're going to make more birdies yeah. putting the ball than you are yeah. chip. Chipping yeah. a so when I when I was looking at it, I was like, oh, my God, junior golfers are being taught this and college players are being taught to just <laughs> miss the golf ball in the right spot, which is not how you play. It's it's about ball striking and scoring. It, that's my mind goes to Mo Norman, Ben Hogan, Lee Trevino, Tiger Woods, all these guys hit hundreds of balls a day and were all time. Uh, ball strikers. They didn't miss very many greens. And they won major championships. And um, it's the green and regulation theory is just about you hit as many greens as possible and you're and that maximizes your chances at scoring. Yeah. And it's the best bogey prevention as well. I've been crit- I've been criticized on this topic by many college players, many college coaches, but the stats back yeah. me up you know what i'm saying like this is real yeah. man it, it's it's, it's a real you thing know this, son. Huh? Hit, him with that, hit him with that david goggins next time i doubt <laughs> you just say you don't know oh, me son dude david goggins one of my inspiration i just did a video where i was lifting weights in the cold and i'm like <laughs> like i i listen to goggins i wake up i work out every morning and at night i work out twice a day <laughs> and I, it's like goggins is in my mind He's, really, He's really like laps in, your in head. there. <laughs> so, do you have like a how, how many yeah. how many tournaments are you gonna try to play this this year a month uh, for the amateur stuff? Uh, it depends. They some of these tournaments are spread out, but if I had it my way, I'd do two a month. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes I think this month I've got one coming up in a week, and it'd be the only one I play in January. And um, next month I think there's two, and then there'll be. I think the next month after that, I'll have a break and then I'll have two the next month. And then 
I, I lay out my schedule, my tournament schedule six months in advance. I don't try to go for the full year thing. Um, things are subject to change. So mm-hmm. if you, I try to, I try to plan half my year out with tournaments. Are you going to try to uh, focus more on that professional side? Or are you going to try to do more like, you know, Brian bros capture the, the influencing side of it while you're also chasing the dream or um, are you just going to kind of just head down, chase the dream? You know, for me, I want to, the biggest thing I'm transitioning to in my TikTok now is, I'm, and I'm wanting to move more into that is showing people the inside, obviously show them more of the data of the greener regulation theory. Cause I want to change the game of golf. I want to reset it and go back down to the foundation and rebuild it back up with this. So showing them more data, um, getting it out there to as many people as I can. And then I, I do want to show people the inside practice, like how to get better. Because a lot of people look at me and say, well, Fred, I hear you. You hit hit this many balls a day. I get that. But what, what do I need to practice on? And so I want to show people the inside, like wedges, you know, for scoring. When you get inside of 100 yards, it's got to be automatic. It can't be mm-hmm. – 25 feet you got to be inside 10 feet and then eventually get the inside five and um sharpen your iron play to where you don't miss greens and then sharpen your um man well uh now y'all about to start seeing me in all our videos have me other night about a five <laughs> second pause at the top of my swing <laughs> I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna get up there and pretend i'm back at baseball hit the gary sheffield a couple times and then we just come back down We'll start and maybe you take that long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I get it. I get it. A lot of people are like, man, I don't know how you do it, but I'm like, it just comes natural to me. You know, I mean, I've grinded on that too. Like I'm not a very naturally gifted player. So what you've seen on my TikTok, the swings on social media, I've grinded my tail off, man, for years. I, when I tra- when I started in college, I went from the number one player on my high school team to um, fourth or fifth man on the first team that I went to, and then when I transferred from the NAI to the NCAA, I went from being the number one, number two guy at my previous college to I went down to the sixth man, and I had to fight for a fifth spot, which is not the starting four. You take five, start four. So mm-hmm. I started from the bottom and every level, and I would get there. And I would see, okay, well, here's this guy. Okay, he's ranked in the World Amateur Golf Rankings here. That means nothing to me. Um, let's let's see what he's doing. And I obviously knew that what I would do over time would catch up and then go go past. So I knew that moving dirt was the key, and it's it's always been the key. And I just did that, and it got me into where I was a starter in every tournament. And uh, I would see guys come and go in qualifiers. My coach in Birmingham, uh, Coach Smoot, knew how to simulate tournament conditions and, and, and the layout on certain days. He would look at the weather, and he would just have a way of simulating those tournament conditions and qualifiers. And I'd see guys, you know, fail and not play well because of that because they're not prepared. Well. It was, it was super cool. It was one of the cool moments where when you commented, I was like, dude, I've seen this man before out here grinding on the range. So it's really neat to have you on the pod with us. Uh, yeah, I just I was going to say, did you have any follow-up questions? We'll have to have ahead. you on for an, an – I was going to say, I want to do a longer pod in the future 
specifically on the green rig theory and uh give us some time to prepare some thoughts and yeah, stuff I totally and spend more time all with that, that too. for sure right i uh I, I'm I'm on board with it. Like, I respect the uh, the whole green and regs theory, and I I wanted to say like that all of it makes sense. I um you know coming from someone who hasn't played like high school golf, college golf, or anything like that, like I I see where you're coming from. Where everybody in that level is just focusing on like short game, short game, short game, and uh, it kind of gets overlooked. Let me right, right. So let me ask you three this. What all three of you? What what, what are your handicaps? I'm seventeen. I'm sitting around uh, a nine I think I'm right 15 now. Fifteen points on. Okay, so let me let me ask you three this question: What's the difference between a double and a triple? Re- I mean, really, if we stop and we think about this, because I hear people talk about, well, you got to work on short game and you got to work on on putting. That's great. But if you make a, if you if you get it up and down for a triple or a double, that's going to take you two to three holes, two to three birdies, just to make up what you did on one hole. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what this is? You want to know why people aren't very interested? A lot of people when they get out there and they don't hit it well, and 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 they're making quads and they're losing twenty golf balls around because they're I mean they're they're not starting at the right. Uh, this idea of starting with short game is wrong. Yeah. They got to get their ball striking down. And the it's, there's no real difference between a double and a triple and, and a quad. There, there's ma- massive scores that are going to lead you to ultimately hating the game. So, you know what I'm saying? Yep, yeah, been there. <laughs> Hate the game, Kurt. I'm just kidding. I don't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I love uh, it. You know, our thing is I'm a dad of three and married, and it's it's hard. I wish I can get to the range and move dirt like you, but it's just tough to get out there. Yeah, I get that. Uh, but that's the goal. I, I know I know. if I want to get better, that's what I got to do. It's just right. when I have time Pound to golf, it's like, boys, let's go play 18. Let's don't go stand on the range and chit-chat with each other. No, I, I get that. And, and you got to have that time spent. Yeah. The, the, like, I enjoy what I do. There's not a lot of people wired to get anything out of the 40th or 50th, 5-iron or 6-iron. There's not a lot of people that get, are wired that way. Um, I am enjoy it. um, My goal is to not hit a single five iron at all my whole round. I don't want to touch touch that club. Yeah, that's my most accurate iron in the bag. (laughs) We're just different, Fred. Well, uh, well, yeah, we appreciate you coming on. Um, And like I said, we'll get you back on in the future and just have a whole episode uh, where we dive into that and Cause I agree. I think it's a great concept and we can kind of focus the whole pod on that. So you can spend more time getting it help. If we could help anyway, get the, get it out and try to get more ears to it. We appreciate you, man. Uh, everybody, Fred Wyndham junior, we'll have all his stuff linked below. Y'all can go check him out, go follow him on TikTok, and we'll be rooting for you this year, uh, in the amateur year. And then especially next year when you, when you chase the dream even further. Yeah. Shout out Fred. Thanks for coming on. We'll have him on again to talk about the green regulation, uh, theory. We can all kind of share our thoughts on that. Um, but I think dude, it makes it, sense. I need to, y'all need to go search for him on TikTok if you're listening or watching. Watch that video, it's the second one, it's on his pinned on his TikTok. But more importantly, read the comments. <laughs> the comments have me laughing hard every time I read them. So, uh, I think you go need check to, him uh, out. 
This is the part of the show now where it's oh, time to... I was going to say, I think he needs to uh, send a DM to the uh, the infamous team uh, Range Go Goats on the Live Tour because uh, they would fit perfectly. I think that would be a perfect Oh, fit. that would be good. That would. I don't know. Fred seemed more yeah, like a PGA yeah. Tour kind of guy, talks, not a Live Golf guy. Hey. <laughs> That's what I've always said. If we get certain calls, I mean, I can't make no promises one way or the other. We'll go wherever they want the boys to go. You know, it's all about being yeah, one yeah. tour anyway, so it don't matter. Here's soon. Uh, time to lock it in for our picks this week with the PGA and LPGA, presented by friends over at Swanee's Golf. Use BSG25 for 25% off. Um, I saw where they've been They've been boosting a lot about their women's line. I was like, Katie, I'm going to give you some Swanee's golf gear. Um, they've been putting it on their Instagram story a lot. So BSG 25, 25% off. Get your lady something for Valentine's Day. Go grab her some Swanee's. Oh, we're going to recap the American Express. Wild week uh, in the PGA. If, if, if you don't know by now, Nick Dunlap won that thing. What did you say? Roll Tide? <laughs> I did not did not come out of my mouth. Oh, that's what, that's got, what it sounded like. Yeah, the U.S. Amateur winner. That's right here. Uh, PGA Tour just posted this on the Instagram. At um, twelve years old, he shot eleven under, which was a fifty nine in his uh, at that course that he played at uh, to win a junior event by thirteen strokes. Um, he became the first player from Alabama to win the U.S. <laughs> junior Amateur Championship in twenty twenty one. He won his first collegiate title as a freshman in 2023 and uh, joins Tiger Woods as the only player to win both the U.S. Junior Amateur and U.S. Amateur on August 20th, 2023. And then obviously his uh, what he did this weekend is pretty, pretty doggone impressive. Did y'all hear the interview with his dad? They yeah, were, his they were talking to his dad play. and mom. Well, no, this was before. This was when I was like whole fifteen. They're like, we feel like he's got he's got it in him to make a run. We just got to watch. And they were like, when did you think he had it? His dad said, well, at at twelve years old, he shot a fifty nine. I said, a fifty nine. <laughs> God. The question is, does he does he finish these last two years of school, at Alabama? Or is he is he gone? I don't know. I don't understand that part or the reasoning to finish yeah. if you're that good. Yeah. I unless he unless cool. he wants a like the NCAA title. I mean, cause you can play I mean he can play yeah. all these tournaments. The only thing he's got left to get is like the team title. I would uh assume he's gonna go pro. Yeah. Which I mean it's only been I guess about ten years now since they won the national championship as a team. So I want to say it was recent, not recently, in the last couple of years. Or so there was somebody, I think it may be, he may be in Oklahoma state. I don't remember, uh, finished like really well. He didn't win, but really well on a PGA tour event. Oh no, it was, it was old buddy with a, the Augusta. Didn't he go pro right after Augusta? He went back and played in a college event and then didn't he go pro right after that? Sam yeah. Bennett. Yeah, yeah, that's him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's still, he's still at A&M. Oh, never mind. I think he's yeah, still would, playing for A and M right now. I would, I would be like, all right, love y'all teammates, but I'm, I'm hitting the ball too good right now, not to be making one point two five million dollars. 
uh, got to get out of here. And, you know, any brand he wants, pretty much club brand, he's probably already got one from college, but it's going to be like, hey, yeah, let's just yeah, go pro. We sure. got you. Yeah. I mean, Dunlap's sponsored by TaylorMade and Adidas already, so I mean, I'm sure they're 10-year deals at least. So even with being an amateur and him winning – is he gonna? He doesn't have to go through the Q school route now, right? If he goes pro, no, does he, he won already a card. Yeah, he's, oh, he's got, got exemptions some, too uh, now. He's, he's got his card for winning. Well, yeah, there's no reason to go back because that yeah. card is only gonna last so long. It until you got to earn it again. So you yeah. need to go get that yeah. money, and, my guy. Uh, I think when you're that good, that young, I mean, I don't think he's worried about he'll have tons of opportunity. Yeah, he's not worried about battling through Q school and uh, yeah. sleeping in his car and whatnot. Um, and so, with that, we our picks uh, of the week. Xander, I had Xander Shawfly tie for third. Thank goodness. Zach had Minwoo Lee tie for 21st. Uh, Mitchell had Scotty Scheffler. And then Brady, got, his guy shoots 11 That's under crazy. and gets cut. Right. <laughs> Which leads... As of uh, now, there's yeah, a new yeah. leader in the clubhouse on the pickles. And I'm I'm finally cracked. I'm in the three-digit numbers we all now. You know, I was at 8,500. Everybody else was like 100 and something, 200 and something. Yeah, so I had to update the formula today, Brady. You had it all yeah. set to off a year. I was like, I'll just start. change it. Uh-huh, not, a new no leader, more. Yeah. <laughs> so as of now, oh, uh, yeah, so. and with LPGA, um, I guess it's not on here, but my I picked Lydia Ko first place. Yep. Um, Nelly Brady picked Lilia Vu, uh, finished 18th, one under. Casey picked Nelly Corda, tied 16th, two under. And Mitch picked Brooke Henderson, three over. Yeah, yeah. No, Sorry, 10 under. Finished third, 10 over. Like 10 under. And, um, so now I'm in the lead at 225 under par. Brady's second place, 221, so four back. Mitch, 167 under par, 58 back. And Casey pulling up the <laughs> rear with a lot to work, 110 under par, so 115 from first place. I'm not chasing that 115. I'm chasing that 57 in front of me. I only need 57 more strokes to chase that man down. Oh. Um. So, if you're new here, what we do is we take our picks um, from the PGA and the LPGA for the week, whatever they shot under par. That goes towards our total for the whole season. At the end of the season, whoever's in last place has a punishment. So, uh, we're not picking just to kind of guess. These picks matter to us. So, with that, we're going to tell you our picks this week for the Farmers Insurance at Torrey Pines. This is always an interesting tournament because they play. um, They're going back and forth on these courses. So, it's fun to watch and kind of see what people got going on. Last year, Max Homa was the winner. Uh, this year, um, Max hasn't – I don't yeah. think he's been too hot this year. So, no, but none of us have picked him to go back-to-back. Um, but I'll start with my pick. I've got Colin Morikawa. Did I not text my picks? You did not. You did. Oh, you did? You said Hideki. You said Hideki. Yeah, I don't I think I'd put him in yet, though. Hideki and then – um, so Zach's got Hideki, um, Mitchell, he texted in and said, <laughs> Xander Shoffley, 
Good. That's what I had last week. Good I'm pick. And then no Brady. Who you got? He was, he played pretty good. Uh, played pretty good. No the Amex. I think. Uh, I think when he's playing good, he might be hard to beat. So, I think he's got a good chance. I wonder if when people are paired with him, he's like, <laughs> oh gosh, I'm playing yeah, with Patrick. Cantlay. I wouldn't want to be playing with him, but I'm gonna pick him. Y'all remember him now? Y'all remember Matt Fitzpatrick commented on our Instagram post how wild that was? When, and then we <laughs> mentioned him and he just hadn't said anything. How wild. He was like, bro, it's hard for me to win. I'm not playing this That's week. what we were like. We got to get better at this. <laughs> yeah. So there's our picks for the PGA. Uh, let's know who you got. Um, going to the LPGA now. They're in Orlando, oh, Florida. No, that's, Hilton Grand. That was this past weekend. Vacations. The, yeah. uh, that's oh, that's last week. Oh. I was about to say, I remember it's like the LPGA. I uh, forgot to put in the when I searched where they're it at or this week. That's right. It's the Drive On Championship. That's what it is. Um, the LPGA. They are. It's a Donald Ross. They're playing Bradenton Country Club. Um, so with that, my pick. I'm taking the number one women's golfer in the Rolex World's Golf Rankings. Give me so Lilia if she Vu. Does good for you. And she did so bad for me last past weekend. Yeah, I know because you last week. I'm going. I think they said it was hometown. Wow, uh, Lexi Thompson. Yeah, a fan favorite. Lexi. I've got uh, another top five pick in the world. Uh, Ruining in. Um, and then what was up, uh, Brady's? I mean, not Brady's. Mitchell. He said I didn't even. Uh, we're gonna start penalizing him uh, for not no, being here. For oh, not being on. Boudier, the defending champion. Uh, I don't know. It's <laughs> just something in. So that's our picks for the LPGA uh, tournament. Also, in the next few weeks, we're gonna be kind of. You can check our Instagram. We're gonna be letting you know on our stories and stuff, keep you updated. But the Moon Golf Invitational is coming, and there's some big women's. Uh, college teams in that Auburn, Alabama. Um, a lot of big names are in it. It's down in Florida, and you can you can believe your boys are going to be there next year. We said that about this year, but we had some things come up. Um, but they're they're about to be going on, and that's put on by Moon Golf, and she does such an incredible job with that. She lets the girls come into their store down there, and each girl gets like a gift card yeah. and gets to go shopping. Yeah, just to go shopping. Yeah, which is super cool. Um, and so. We're going to be keeping you updated with that on our Instagram story. Go check it out because it's a big tournament. It's big for Moon Golf. I would love next year to go down um, a day early and take one of the girls, maybe an Auburn girl, and uh, in her practice round, see if we can play with her in her practice round. Oh, yeah, and just have her mic really up cool. talking what she's yeah. thinking, even if yeah, we're not really playing. Cool. I know like, one person will be there. there doing that this this year. That would be really neat. Uh, Jonah from Moon Golf Who's he said he's going to play in it. Yeah. Oh, he's going down? That's going to be cool. Um, so that's going on. We'll be keeping you all up to date with that. Uh, real quick, we'll tell you what's going on here with BSG, what we've got coming up. We scheduled a new video today. We'll talk about that in a minute. But um, we got part one of BSG versus the kid coming out this coming Monday. Uh, that'll be followed by part two the next. Then after that, the RTJ. Uh, we went down to play the Senator. But the boys got it on the calendar now, March. We're heading back down 
to PCB. For revenge. For revenge. Uh, Jay kind of just bullied me and Zach around in that cold weather last time. Um, that was awful. That's why we pushed it back. Yeah. It was last weekend last year. Oh, So early in January, so and it was awful. Uh, the I only think thing it's got to be the most miserable round we've played. Say so the only thing I enjoyed from that round was Jay's company because Jay's really cool, and then that uh, buffalo chicken quesadilla I got after the round. Yeah, that thing food was, good. was phenomenal. Um, so we're going to be heading back down in March to play him. Going to take some extra people because <laughs> two was not enough against Jay. <laughs> we need the four man. Yeah, Jay. One of the coolest. If you need to go watch that video, one of the coolest ball flights. Um, how just barely off the ground and then starts rising. He he says it causes too much spin. It's not a good thing. But I was like, Jay, that looks so cool. Um, so we're gonna have that going on back down to Panama City to play that. So make sure you're checking that out. Uh, who, oh, somebody put us in a drop zone. I like that. Let's hit them with. A drop zone question. If you want a PGA Tour event while still in college, we kind of talked about this earlier, would you turn pro or finish school first? Okay. <laughs> oh, he, he's, yes. he said yes. He said yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, go ahead, Brady. What would you do? No, it depends. For oh. me, I think it depends on your livelihood. Oh, yeah. Am I on the edge? Do I need the scholarship for housing? and practice or am i where i'm at now where if i quit work and I, do i lose everything it depends if if i'm what i come from a well-off family um yeah give me the money yeah because say you won an event you don't get that money obviously like that's the big thing you get your pga tour card but if you don't have the money to start traveling to these events and getting put up that's right then mm-hmm. that card does nothing for you it's like Q school. It's like some of the guys are yeah sleeping in their cars, and some have backing. If you have backing, it doesn't matter. Um, I think times are tight. I think even Give with me the like, money. Um, even if you've got the staff, um, like the clubs and everything, you've got people supporting you there, and um, like you win an event. If I if it were me and I won an event as like a sophomore, like Nick just did. Um, I think, you know, I, which he's won a lot more college stuff, <clears> like he's our, or amateur stuff, like uh, the, the USAM and all that stuff. Um, if it was just like mm-hmm. one win for me, I think I would definitely stay and try to chase a little bit more like, uh, <clears> you know, stuff in college, NCA related. <clears throat> just try to get your name in the in the history books, honestly. and Because you've got, if you're playing that good, I think you've got plenty of time to make that money down the road. But what if that yeah, PGA got... card says <laughs> only 2024 season? Yeah, like, I mean, you if you can your... win it once, you can win it twice. I don't. There's a lot of people trying to get in on Q School that can't can't get it twice. But they didn't I, win. They're not the I first mean, uh, amateur to win on tour in 30 years. Uh, so he's better than a lot of the guys there. Wesley Bryan, he had his tour card and he couldn't get it back. He went through Q School and he couldn't get that thing back. So I don't know. I don't if think it, Wesley's the player Nick is. Oh, we, we need a little match right here. Let's set up some YouTube drama. Uh, they probably already had it. Wesley didn't make the cut this weekend. <laughs> um, 
I think if I had if I got the tour card, I would take the chance because college you still got eligibility. You can come back. You just have to no, denounce you're your pro. pro. You'd have to deny and go back amateur status. I don't think in college you can go back and forth. Oh well, shoot! It's one or the other. Two years that's of... when you go to the draft, you're there, whether you get picked or not. Well, you tell college it was a fun two years. I'm chasing my dream, baby. If not, you see me at uh working at McDonald's later or something. I don't know. Or hustling money for people at the pro shop trying to play a game. Yeah. I just think if you're that good, which for us it's like, oh, obviously if I'm that good, I'm going pro. But if, if there's so many people that are that good at his level. So it's not like um, the same thing because he could easily get beat the next week in a college event after he just beat a bunch of pros. He'd be terrible next week. So. I mean, I'd that's probably, like Sam Bennett. You know, last year he was low amateur at the Masters, and then the rest of the season he couldn't probably yeah. make the cut. Yeah. With that, I'm going pro, though. I'm taking my <laughs> I chance. I feel that. Not every day. You get that Give me the money. I'm running. Give me the money. Um, anybody got anything else for this episode? No, that's it for me. Dad duty calls. Dad duty calls. Go do that thing. We'll see y'all for episode 86. Thanks for watching. Like and subscribe. Go to our YouTube channel. We're on the road to a thousand. If you're not already subscribed, completely free. Just sign up with a Gmail on YouTube and uh, help <laughs> Multiple. us out. Multiple. Yeah, we need it. We're trying oh, to get to a thousand. Appreciate y'all guys. See y'all next time.